listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I'm here with Tracy Gray. Uh, So Tracy, in one line, can you say your name, your title, and the name of your fund? My name is Tracy Gray. I am the managing partner and founder of the 22 Fund. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So what inspired you to become a venture capitalist or an investor? I have, not kind of, I have professional ADD, right? So I'm always, when I was younger, especially looking for the next interesting thing to do. And I started my career as an engineer on the space shuttle program. And while I was doing technology, I was getting a little bored with it because it wasn't as exciting as it is now once I left the space shuttle program. And I started getting into the music industry. And I ended up working for different people, but I worked for my neighbor who was a manager, music manager, had his own publishing company and record label. And so working with him, and then he got offered a job to be the managing director of a new venture fund in Los Angeles. And it was Tim Draper's new venture into Los Angeles called Zone Ventures. Oh, wow. And and you probably know him, David Crimmin. He's at Frontier. Mm -hmm. And he told me what he's doing. I had never heard of venture capital or startups, really. This was in 1999. Oh, yeah. Before the dot-com bubble. Yeah, right before. But women and people of color, we didn't hear. We weren't. And it wasn't even in Los Angeles then. This is one of the first ones other than I think right. Rusty Canyon was here then. Yes, Rusty Canyon was here. Yeah, there yes. wasn't. So, um, a lot of angel investors and a lot at the at the higher level, actually, you know, yeah, at that time. And a lot around aerospace, which is, mm-hmm. where I'm at, which is ironic that I hadn't heard about it. But so he was doing these investments, and I would look on the website and say things like, what are you investing in? What's, without knowing the language of saying, what's their business model? What's all the things I, we, I know now? I was asking, saying things like, this looks like a product, not a company. What are you doing? And he said, instead of criticizing us from afar, would you like to come in and be our analyst? And I was like, oh, cool. I don't know what that is. Little did I know how hard it was to get into venture funds because that's how I, I just fall into things. And because I have ADD, I loved it because I don't like focusing on one thing. And venture capital, you get to go, we had at that time, we got 15 companies and I could just bop between the different companies and then get all the business plans first and see all the new stuff that was coming up. So I just loved it. But what I didn't love, was that 
all I saw were white guys coming in. We had invested in one woman before I came in, but they told me I was getting 300 to 500 business plans a month. And I was going, the analyst is that first barrier. They're the gatekeeper. Uh, yeah, I was that right. as well. Yeah. As we, the I screener. Did. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. we, I got to read everything, but mm-hmm. I think I met with one woman and one man that was half Latinx. Wow. I never saw a black person, never saw, I don't know if I saw anyone Asian or in, nothing. Wow. <laughs> and I just thought, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm an engineer. In Los Angeles? No, yeah. makes makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. And I was, but that was venture capital. I'm still pretty much ever, it's, that's pretty much venture capital. Well, it's still, it's still. So very similar. And matter of fact, the numbers hadn't cha- haven't changed for women, especially women and women of color. They've gone down actually since I was in there. And so I thought they were going to raise their second fund. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, and they asked me to help the third fund. And they asked me to help because our fund was a lot of was some economic development capital from okay. public money. And they're supposed to create mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah, that's for job creation. Exactly. Walk, moved white guys from the West Side to downtown. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, I'm going to start my own fund. Now, little did I know as an analyst, <laughs> you can't leave the story. But since that time, I've wanted to figure out the nexus between private capital and economic development. And before they're talking about impact investors, that's what I really wanted to do. So I went to an economic development nonprofit. I got my MBA, two MBAs, one from Berkeley, one from Columbia. It's a joint program because women, we got to cross all our T's and dot our I's before we ever do anything. And then I started, I came out of business school and launched my own fund. Unfortunately, it was August 2008 when I got my first investor. Ah, yeah. The famous 2008. (laughs) Literally a month later. The other, the other bubble. Yeah. Let me tell, let me tell you. You're definitely on the cusp of bubbles, Tracy. And I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Well, global pandemic slightly different, but. It doesn't matter. I seem to be able to be right before it. (laughs) Uh, So that's how I got into venture capital and investing. I just loved it. I love working with entrepreneurs who are doing new things and being innovative, but I do have a mission, which is to mm-hmm. have more women and people of color in technology and in venture capital and private equity and to, with the goal of growing generational wealth for these populations. That's, I think where you and I are aligned on that. Absolutely. I can't remember. So, I think that kind of goes into the next question is what is your investment thesis and what is the motivation behind your thesis? That does go in. So our thesis is we invest in manufacturing companies to increase their export capacity, mm-hmm. means increase their international sales. Okay. I chose this investment strategy because it causes our impact. I didn't want a trade-off between returns and impact. I I worked really hard to find a strategy where that didn't need to happen. So companies that export are more successful by 37% higher revenues. Wow. They made it through the last recession 25% more often than companies that did not. Mm -hmm. They create jobs faster. Yeah, because you're scaling. 
Yeah. Like and you're scaling diversify. up. If you go from to another country, you have to scale up. And you're diversified. So if you get yes, trouble, that's, that's un- true as well. Yeah. And when you couple exports with manufacturing, mm-hmm. they are more likely to have health care. They put the, oh, okay. the employer employees and their average wage is $94,000 a year. Wow. And the majority of people who export are people of color. So I was able to have all these impacts without doing anything, really. The only thing I need to really be intentional about is finding women because that does not happen through the, through the investment strategy. But we know women investors have no problem finding women. <laughs> to That's invest. true. 100%. Yeah. So our, that's our strategy. We invest in companies to increase manufacturing, to cre- increase their export capacity. We mm-hmm. want to grow generational wealth for women and people mm-hmm. of color. And we want to create the clean jobs of the future in low and moderate income communities. And that happens because manufacturing is usually where the land is cheaper. And that Correct. Well, and, and, and you need more physical, you do and need some physical bodies, even, even if you're doing, trying to do what Elon Musk is doing, hey, I'm going to automate certain parts of these. You still need physical bodies to do certain things. So manufacturing. And that's, that's the other thing is. is actually super think, important. Yeah. People think that um, AI and robotics is going to kill jobs. It just changes them. Absolutely. But the workforce is not prepared for that. And we will be working with workforce development organizations mm-hmm. to yep. upskill the employees. And we Mandatory. see like a backdoor for the, quote, blue-collar workers to get into the tech sector that they're left out of. That's 100% true. I worked with a company that was an IoT company. But one of the last things we did was is we did manufacturing because of that. So, like, we controlled a lot of their robotics and we did a lot of the AI pieces, data analytics. Hey, the robot's broken. Hey, you need to go. You still need the people to fix the robot. You still need the people to, you know, probably do some like QA, like super quality assurance. And those are like higher level jobs than sitting there, like putting the thing together. So let the robot put the thing together and then you have the higher level jobs. And then you're analyzing data and you're potentially creating models and you're potentially doing other things outside of just having the physical hands labor. And because of, and manufacturing has a 2.4 million position shortfall because of really? lack of skills. Wow. Because of lack of skills, because you need a minimum. Well, now is this because, of, because everything's leveled up from the AI computer side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, no, it was even before that. It's mm-hmm. the lack of analytical skills. It's that, the analytics piece. Yeah. Okay. You need about eighth grade analytical skills. And unfortunately, when people who are stuck in the old way of manufacturing. Yeah, um, you didn't need any sophisticated, you didn't yeah. need any sophisticated analytical skills. You just didn't know. That's just the case. So you can see our strategy causes mm-hmm. all this impact without us having to twist ourselves in a knot to, to have impacts. It just happens. And that was my goal. That's awesome. So what are you reading or listening to or learning these days? I'm a boo, which is an Episcopalian Buddhist. Okay. (laughs) I spend every morning before I start working and my assistant knows to start me at a certain time so I can do this every morning. Mm -hmm. I read three books that I read at the same time. One of them has something spiritual Mm -hmm. The other has something about human nature. 
Mm-hmm. And the other one has something about the economics or business. Oh, so I read all three, a chapter of all three each day. Oh, that's cool. Otherwise, it's so hard to sit down and read a book. But if you don't feel like you have to read for a long time and you give, so I do that. And then I meditate on either what I've read or I'm just cl- closing my, clear my mind. And then after that, I turn on, of course, NPR. And then I listen to podcasts. I listen to the Daily from the New York Times. I listen mm-hmm. to Planet Money. Mm-hmm. I listen to this funny podcast called Spiritual Gaze. And it's these two gay guys who are astrologer, astrologers and tarot readers. And one of them actually is a producer and he produced Dear White People. But they're a couple mm-hmm. and they go into spiritual stuff. And so it's entertaining and you get to talk about spirituality. I have a whole bunch of podcasts. I listen to Trump Inc. I listen to, to hear all the things they're doing. And yeah, so that's what cool. I listen to. Cool. So in two years, Tracy, when we're talking and it's November of 2022, how do you see venture capital or investing have have changed in the next couple of years? I'm wondering if we're even going to, some of us are even going to call it venture capital. That's a good, that's a good point. I think we need that. That term needs to be changed. Yeah. I'm like, I don't call myself a impact investor. I call myself a holistic investor because impact investors, they tend to silo into just these little areas, climate change only or gender only or Mm -hmm. racial justice only. And my philosophy in our fund hits all of that. So why can't I show up as a whole person and a whole investor? So I stopped calling myself an impact investor. I call myself a holistic investor I don't call myself a venture capitalist. So that's why I bring that up. I just, people call me these things. But I've spent so many years as a black woman being put into someone else's box and someone else's name for me. Mm -hmm. And I just want to do what I know how to do and do it well. And so I think what I tell people is I'm trying to not change a broken system. I'm trying to break the system. And so that means you and I and all the women that you've interviewed, we don't have to be. We don't have to go into a box. No, we don't have to be that whole diversity, equity and inclusion. I don't want to be included in your world anymore. I'm creating my own system. I like the women and people of color that are already there. Mm -hmm. So I don't even use the word inclusion anymore because that sounds like I have to be welcomed into your your box. You know what? I have something different happening over here. That's such a powerful thing that you've just said. The words Mm -hmm. words that we use and then the association with the words that we use are so powerful that we end up potentially putting our own selves in a box. We didn't intend to do that because we're not in a box anyway. But just because of our, our rhetoric and our semantics and our conversation, We've automatically done that, unknowing that mind, to ourselves. Yeah, and that mindset we are doing, yeah, we do this damage to ourselves. So I have to flip the script in my mind. Mm-hmm. What Buddhism mindfulness is all about. It's like changing. Correct. It is what mindfulness is about and spirituality. It's about yeah. renewing your mind every day, changing your mind, changing your perspective, changing the way you look, the way you talk, the way you... So that's day. what I do. I don't... So I say... 
Well, that's very diversity, equity, and innovation because all the issues in the world that a lot of women, especially women and women of color, we're all trying to solve some problem. Yeah. Not just create Snapchat or Facebook, things like that. We're trying to solve some problem. And, but, but the investment world sees us as only the victims of the problems instead of the solutions. Instead of the solvers of the problems, because the, solver, the thing yeah. is, we're actually solving the problems that we're having. Yeah. <laughs> and FYI, that's the reality. Yeah. And we, FYI, we don't just have one problem. It's no, not we don't. Change. It's racial injustice. It's sexism. It's many it's things. Like you said, it's many things. It's whole, many layers. And you have to look at us as whole people. And so we yeah. are the innovators. We're not asking to be included into your club. You, it's no. time. so that's I say that venture capital, whatever you want to call it, is going to move, and they're going investing. to want to need to be. I call it investing because in the end, we are investing differently, and I'm. We don't need to try to fit into because I tried to do that, and it didn't get me anywhere. And, and you've done it for many years. It's not like you just yeah. popped up. No, I'm not some new kid on the block. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, and when you get to be older and you don't, it's my, I don't give a crap anymore. Right. I'm just going to do me. Hey, and we all have to do that. We just have to be ourselves and be our most authentic self and exactly. do ourselves. And it either works for some people or doesn't. That's just yeah. life. So that's my answer to your question. I love that. I love that. So now how do people get in touch with you, Tracy? So the best way, and I know people don't like to hear this, but the best way is through our website because awesome. you can go in there and there's a whole process and it'll make sure my assistant sees it and not me missing it because I'll just mm-hmm. miss it. You know, I mean, it's just so much. Yes, so you um, get a lot. It, you know how it is. So yeah, that's the best way. And our website is the, the 22fund.com. Awesome. H-E-22fund.com. Awesome. And we'll make sure that's in the notes as we always do. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy Gray from the 22 fund for being our guest on the female VC lab podcast. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N.com to find out more. Find us on Apple on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.